You're listening to Photo Tea with Anissa D, where we share all things related to photography. I want to share an app with you that I wish I had when I first started out. The Unscripted app for photographers has everything you need to empower your photography business all in one spot. From posing and prompting inspo to client management, invoices, questionnaires, galleries, and everything in between, the Unscripted app has everything you need to flourish as a photographer while your clients and take photos that you love. With a seven-day free trial, listeners of the Photo Tea podcast can get $20 off a yearly subscription with the discount code T20. That means you can run your entire business for less than $3 a week. So search Unscripted in your app store and download it today with the code T20 and start turning your passion into a dream business. Welcome to episode 17 of Photo Tea with Anissa D. For today's episode, we're going to be talking all about discovering your photography style. And to join me, I've brought on the incredibly talented Hannah Rosser. So Hannah, could you please introduce yourself? Tell us who you are and where you're from. Hey, yes. Thank you so much. Yes, I'm Hannah Rosser. I am a destination documentary style photographer from the Raleigh area, which is in North Carolina. I shoot both digital and film. And yeah, that's just a little bit about me. Awesome. So tell us how and when you got into photography. I want to hear like your entire story. Yes. So it's really fun to look back at kind of where I've come from because I studied biology in college. So pretty much my whole career up until college, I was planning on becoming a physical therapist. So I studied that for many, many years, did a bunch of volunteering and had planned to go to PT school. So I started at UNC and it was actually my second day there. And I was just kind of praying about it, thinking about it and made the decision to drop out that day because I just felt like that was no longer where I was supposed to be. And after dropping out, I had basically a couple of months where I was job hunting. I was looking for what kind of work I could do in the science field. And I knew that there was probably some part-time work within the wedding industry as well. So I ended up getting connected with a wedding planner and started to do a lot of work with her on the side, kind of just seeing, testing that out a little bit, just seeing where that might go. Found out I didn't love that side of the wedding industry necessarily for me, but I learned a lot from it and kind of continued looking for jobs and attended a friend's wedding. And my now husband introduced me to the photographer and it was her first wedding that she was shooting full time and her own wedding, like as a lead photographer. And we just hit it off. And since I had a lot of free time, I stepped out and basically asked if she needed help with anything from social media to just assisting on shoots or anything like that. So I found myself just in every free moment, either taking headshots of her or just helping her out with social media, any anything she needed, basically. I would go shoots with her and all that kind of stuff. And I fell in love with it. And I still hadn't really planned to make that my career but knew that I loved it enough that I wanted to move forward with kind of buying my first camera and all that. So she took me to our local camera store and I bought a used Canon camera. And from there, basically, I just started setting up a ton of shoots and I just fell in love with it and ended up finding a job that kind of complemented that so that I could focus on photography and eventually kind of phase that out over the years. So I had never, ever planned to be in photography. It was 
totally something that was not even on my radar. I did not grow up even feeling like I was creative in any capacity because I love the science field. So I just kind of have to laugh at how in the world I ended up in this industry. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that story. That's a very unique like series of events that you were kind of in the wedding space, but hadn't had like, it doesn't sound like you did any photography when you got into the wedding space. Is that right? Yes. I had never even picked up a camera at that point. It had never really interested me, honestly. So yeah, it's totally out of my wheelhouse when I first started. Oh my gosh. I love that. I can relate to you too, because growing up, I was like, I'm going to go into some sort of like, I was studying math in college. So I'm like, I wasn't a very creative person. I was definitely more in like the STEM field. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have like that creative side to me. I liked like taking pictures on Instagram, but it's funny because I'm like so similar. I was like, this is so not what I thought I was going to be doing, but I love it. And I'm so passionate about it now. So that's so funny. When did you like officially get into photography slash like start your business? Yeah. So I graduated college 2018, took a gap year doing this really awesome program in Tennessee, and then came back, started school in 2019. So kind of that fall, I dropped out. And Mm -hmm. that's when I kind of started all that with both the wedding planner and then eventually a photographer. So really, I would say that my business started in 2020. And it actually started with, I was rooming with a physical therapy student who was getting married and she had hired me, taken a complete chance on me and said that she wanted me to shoot her wedding for $900. And I took it. I was so excited about it. And then of course COVID hit. So it ended up becoming an elopement. And I'm very thankful because I was not prepared to shoot a wedding. Mm -hmm. And it was so sweet. They went to a local lake and just her family came. And it ended up just being the sweetest time where I got to learn so much and still get to be there and experience that. Like as my first, I felt like really like weddings kind of gig. And it was Mm -hmm. amazing. So 2020, yeah, was when I kind of first dipped my toes into doing stuff on my own. Oh my gosh. That's like pretty recent. I lo- I've like talked to other a couple other people who have also started in 2020. I'm like similar timeline, graduated college in 2018, started my business officially in 2020. But you are so like incredible and your growth has just been incredible. I just, I can't, I honestly can't believe that you just started in 2020. <laughs> but yeah, let's, I wanted to talk about your photography style. So it sounds like you started off kind of shooting some weddings. Like what do you primarily shoot? What did you start off shooting? Yeah. So when I started, you know, everyone kind of kind of gives you a hesitation of jumping into the branding, maybe getting your website, all that kind of stuff, because you really haven't figured out exactly maybe where you want to land yet, which is very true. So I kind of took a couple of months, got my toes in the water of t- doing some weddings, a lot of second shooting. And I found that I just really loved having couples in front of my camera that wanted to have a lot of fun. And they wanted maybe vibrant kind of editing style. They were really adventurous themselves. And then weirdly enough, I was like, boho weddings are my jam. And so I like dived like headfirst into branding with a graphic designer who wanted experience of creating a website and all that. And so I very much deep dived and we created 
a really fun brand. And my name originally was Wilder Photo Co. <laughs> mm-hmm. which was really funny looking back. I very much wanted kind of like the wild adventurous feel. We went through that you know, whole thing. And that gave me, I felt like clarity at that time of what I wanted to shoot, but it was very much non-traditional, pretty much adventurous elopements. Maybe the couples really wanted to hike, but my focus was definitely on them just having a really fun time, really being like silly, fun, just giving them a lot of posing and stuff like that. So I would say that's kind of where it began. Mm -hmm. How did you know that couples and like weddings was what you wanted to do? Did you ever experiment with other types of photography? Because I just kind of backtracking even a little bit more. I feel like sometimes people don't know what type of photography they want to even go into. Yeah, that's a great question. So I think the one leg up that I had in that sense was the person that I learned from the most was a wedding photographer. And that's kind of what she had decided was her niche. And Mm -hmm. so I got to get a lot of experience from her and learned pretty quickly that I loved it. And so I didn't really tap into those other areas at the beginning, honestly, because I knew that that's what I loved so much that I was like, you know, when I get around to it or if I get asked to do it, I would love to do it, but I wasn't going to seek out maybe maternity or family on my own. That Mm -hmm. being said, my first ever shoot that I set up was a friend's shoot. It was like five girls in my local town. And I just had them in front of the camera. I thought it was so much fun. And so that was like the very first shoot I ever did. But truly, I think the experience of second shooting taught me a lot in terms of if I really loved weddings or not. And I very quickly understood kind of the pace of weddings and how the timeline worked and how everything kind of came together. And a lot of people, when they second shoot, they're either like, this seems like something I could really get my head around and be really good at, or they're really much like, this is not for me. Maybe I should explore other things. And so I think just that second shooting experience was so beneficial in the beginning and finding someone that trusted me enough to kind of teach me along the way was huge, but it was great too, because she was only, you know, maybe a year ahead of me. And so Mm -hmm. it wasn't like it was someone that wouldn't take the time to explain things to me or anything like that. So I think all in all, in the beginning, it's like a lot of trial and error of maybe setting up a family shoot or, you know, asking a couple friends that you know that are dating to get in front of your camera and just being like, does this feel natural? Do I feel like this is very forced to me? Am I having fun doing this? You know, and there's a lot of kids around. Do I feel really stressed or am I having so much fun like getting down on their level and maybe playing with them and making them feel comfortable in front of the camera. So I think it's just a lot of just trying out several things, maybe asking other photographers to come along on their shoots and stuff, just to get a good feel of what might work best. Yeah, that's super, super helpful. And it's interesting to hear that like the kind of the first niche, I would say like that you tried out was kind of what you went into. But I think you like have this feeling when you know it's right. And you know, like, like you said, you kind of like experiment and and you feel what's like feels natural to you and comfortable to you. So that's super helpful. And I completely agree. Aside from like wild, like how would you like describe your like original photography style? Like I think you mentioned vibrant. What are some other words that you would have like described it? Yeah, I would say really fun. I would say crisp photos. Like I was like, 
you know, very much into like the couple either looking at the camera or just like at each other kind of laughing. My Mm -hmm. prompts are very much more along the lines of like, you know, giving them a specific directive to do instead of, you know, maybe what my work is now, which I'll get to that in a little bit. But I think it was, I would say very colorful. My editing was very, very colorful. I very much liked still kind of clean editing style, but I definitely tended towards kind of like a little bit of orange, especially Mm -hmm. with that boho kind of feel. Mm -hmm. Um, I really love that a lot. I would also say like my favorite weddings were the ones with pompous grass and orange and pinks and terracottas and all that kind of stuff. Like that's what I was very much drawn to and did a lot of styled shoots in that kind of area in the beginning. So I I guess that's probably what I would say for what that was when I first started. Yeah. I feel like that was definitely like the trend too. Like like in in a way, because I got married in 2019. And when I was planning my wedding, like I loved the terracotta, the boho, the pampas. Like that's what I was looking for. Like when I was planning my wedding and like looking for a wedding photographer. So I'm curious if like what your journey was like developing your current style. Do you think that kind of like the wedding trends influenced that at all? Or how did you personally go about developing your current style? Yeah. So I think in that season, I very much, like I said, kind of really went into my brand. So I very much loved what I was about at the time. But I felt like every time I looked at my editing, I was just really unhappy with it. And I couldn't get it to be where I wanted it to be. And I was like, I know something needs to change, but I'm not exactly sure what that is. So I think in the beginning, I felt that it was something that was coming. I wouldn't say it was like an external trend that I felt. I think I definitely you know, started looking at some other people's work that maybe felt a little less posed or... I was drawn to certain types of things that I was like, man, like, I don't even know how they're doing that because everything I'm doing, you know, I know the product I produce and like what it looks like, and I don't even know how to get there. And so I think I felt really dissatisfied and I would say maybe like a disconnection with my work, which is, is super interesting because what I would say is that my old style definitely matches my personality, which is really funny I mean, in the sense of like, I loved that style because I was very, I'm like a very outgoing person. I love having a lot of fun with people. I love being kind of a vibrant personality that brings a lot of energy and that kind of stuff. And so I definitely kind of resonated with that in the beginning. And it's just funny because I think as that shift has changed into what my work is now, I would say that. I would never have guessed that this is where my work would land just based on my personality. But I think that I have learned that that's what I'm drawn to. And that's like where I feel like I resonate with the most. And I didn't even know where to kind of start in the beginning. And I'll talk about that shift in a second. But I think that I just knew that something needed to change, but I wasn't sure exactly what it was. So kind of what ended up happening was I felt like that for a while. I started saving some inspiration, stuff like that, but still was like, I don't even know. And I ended up, it was December of 2021. I had booked 
two different content shoots. So one was in Atlanta, one was in Tennessee with two different photographers who were putting on like mini workshops or whatever, or content days. And I also had planned some styled shoots in between those things as well. So I basically was doing an entire week of shooting just creatively and for fun. And so I put up, set up some style shoots that were a little bit outside of what I normally did anyways, like a little bit funky. Like one was a roller skating shoot with florals and just different than I normally had done. So I kind of did all these different things. So that entire week shifted for me, almost everything for my business, which is really funny. But that entire week I was creative. I was around other photographers I learned how to shoot my first blurry photo, like motion blur. I didn't even know how to do that before. And that week I realized that it really wasn't just a problem with my editing that I was just feeling a disconnect with. It was the way I was like using my camera and the way I was shooting that I felt very much like there was a bigger underlying problem, if that makes sense, with where like I was dissatisfied with my work. And so that week, I think I just got to be so creative and see people use their cameras in ways I just hadn't really seen before. Got to see people pose in ways that I hadn't really seen from people that I had worked with before. And it just really changed everything for me. Yeah, that's incredible. I didn't even think about just attending a content day and seeing like other photographers in their element and getting inspired by that. Cause I was going to ask you about like what inspired you or like what your inspiration came from. I'm assuming that's like a part of it, but I would love for you to kind of dive deeper and share like what was, what led you to that shoot that you put together with the roller skates? Yeah. So I think, you know, at the time I was doing very much your typical like couple in a field or, you know, things with not really props, you know, maybe it's something that was like a activity that was interesting to them, but I had never done something that was just very, very different. So one of my inspirations specifically for that shoot was from the daisies. So in that, you know, I looked at so many different photographers. And I was like, what are these people, you know, doing that's very different out of the box. And it was so transformational because, you know, I was doing this thing and I was like, this is so different and funky and fun to shoot. And even though that's not like where I ended up landing, it was something that I got to try and be creative about and see how other photographers kind of worked. Cause I invited a couple people to the style shoot And we kind of all just shot in different ways and then got to see what everyone's like work looked like after the fact. And just having that freedom to watch how someone does a shot or ask them a question during that gave me the ability to kind of see how people were using their cameras in different ways and get to try that myself and have this space to ask those questions that I just had never really gotten before. So Mm -hmm. I would say like, In terms of inspiration at the time, a lot of those styled shoots that I was going to were an inspiration. I would say like not even all of those were my favorite shoots, but like you're saying, just being around other photographers and getting to see the way that they were doing things was so, so inspirational. And I just had never, I at at that point had never even really attended anything like that and hadn't done any sort of workshops or education really before that. So that was huge for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's such an interesting type of education too, where it's very like, kind of like, like you said, like more collaborative and you just get to like 
talk with each other and learn from each other, which I love so much. Did you like at that point ever invest in, or I guess like after that point in like a personal mentor that someone that maybe like inspired you or was it mostly kind of these like content days, workshops? So that's such a good question. So I believe very heavily in education and that's something that I wish that I had done at that point. And I think that would have given me a lot more clarity right off the bat. That being said, I actually did not invest, I don't think, in any sort of mentor or anything during that season. But what I did do is I pretty much put all of my free time and efforts towards setting up styled shoots. So anytime I had a free second, I was getting outside with my camera, trying something different with light or with, you know, maybe a filter or trying a new pose. Or, you know, I was even taking a couple friend of mine that were good friends of mine and like doing a shoot. And then, you know, maybe a week or two later doing a different shoot. And just because we were comfortable with each other and had that, it gave that level of trust and freedom to be able to try so many different things with them and also get feedback from them from being in front of the camera. And so Mm -hmm. I felt like it just taught me a lot when I was setting those up because I figured out quickly, like what I was really excited about and passionate about or which shoots that I set up. And then I would go home and be like, man, like, what do I feel like went wrong? Or maybe I'm not as satisfied with the way that I shot this. Or I just got a lot of time to kind of think through and kind of critique those styled shoots that I was setting up. And that was so, so transformational for me. Yeah, definitely. I feel like styled shoots and just creative shoots in general are just such a like creative space just for you to like take the time and think about like what you're wanting to do, like be very intentional about your work without like any pressure or time constraints or anything like that. And I love that you mentioned that about finding your style. I feel like I haven't actually thought about it in that way, but I do totally see that every time I've put together like a creative shooter, I'm in kind of my like creative era, I guess, like it's usually during kind of slower season, I do find myself just like perfecting my craft a little bit more and really figuring out what I want to be shooting and being more intentional with my photography. So I'm really glad that you mentioned that. And then something else that you said, you talked about like adding in different unique filters and just props and getting creative. How has like your gear or just like your tools? It doesn't necessarily have to be like camera gear, but how has that changed and shifted throughout your style change? Yeah. So when I first got a camera, I bought a used Canon Mark III. So Canon Mm -hmm. 5D Mark III. And that was awesome. I mean, an incredible camera to start with. It's still an incredible camera. So I kind of started with that and the EF Canon lenses. And I solely shot with prime lenses in the beginning. And that was kind of the education space that I was listening to maybe on podcasts and different things like that. I felt very much like that was kind of the push at the time. So I didn't really venture out to anything else. And when I kind of started to make that shift, I ended up investing in a zoom lens. So I started off with the Sigma 28 to 70. And with that same kind of mark three, then I bought a Mark IV. So that was kind of my combination was still those five Ds in the Canon family. And that zoom lens was so incredible for me because I mean, when you're shooting with prime lenses, you know, you have one focal distance. So anytime I was wanting an up close photo that result, you know, meant that I was walking in closer towards my couple. And even though like there's totally a time and place for that, there were several times where I didn't really want to interrupt, you know, maybe what was happening in the shoot 
or there was something I really wanted, but I knew if I kind of walked in really close while they're kind of having their specific moment that I would maybe ruin that or cause a distraction kind of from what's going on in the shoot. And so those zoom lenses, like that first one that I got really gave a shift to me, I think, and allowed me to just see things from a different perspective and made me think more about the way and the angles that I was shooting. And I also got a lot more variety because I also love like cropping my photos in even more. And so it just allowed me to kind of stay a little bit further back during shoots and give my couples the space for them to interact and enjoy each other a little bit more than when I step in and they maybe look up or look away from what's going on. And then now I've switched to mirrorless. So I have the Canon R6 and R6 Mark II. And I have gotten the R lens that's the 28 to 70. That's the Aperture 2.0. And that's like my baby now. I use it for everything. Yes, yes. It's so good. It's, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. Someone someone called it like a Zoom Prime because it like acts kind of like the Prime with the low aperture, but it's Zoom. It's like perfection. Yes, yes. And it's obviously, it is so expensive. And mm-hmm. I will say forever that you can make beautiful art out of anything. So, you know, if that's something you can't afford at the time, like totally fine. You got to start where you can start. But I think just working my way through gear and finding that one lens, I was blown away just at the way that that even for receptions and stuff like that for wedding days, it's so helpful to have that lower aperture and not have to always switch to flash or external lighting. So I definitely, that's definitely helped me. I think even in my style, kind of figure that out. And then I started, like you mentioned, or we were talking about just filters and stuff like that. Like I've gotten the Black Pro Mist one fourth. I guess it's one fourth. I don't know what measurement it is, but. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. But the Black Pro Mist are awesome. And then there's so many like dream filters, like the FX lenses and stuff like that, that are just really fun to play with. And it's either your thing or it's not, but you don't know until you try it. And of course, there's like then the pantyhose trend where you're mm-hmm. like putting literally pantyhose on top of your lens or people even like smearing chapstick on the side of their lens with light or using their hair in front of the lens. Like there is so many fun ways that I just didn't even really know about or take the time to experiment with kind of with my older style and just kind of getting kind of a more open like eye to what options there were in the industry just to try and have fun with it. Honestly, it was so life-changing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I feel like just like there are different types of photography styles, like, or different types of niches and then like pose versus candid, just creative, like different creativity within like these filters. That's a whole nother kind of like ball game. So I'm really glad that you mentioned that because that was definitely something that also played a huge role or like effect into my finding my style as well. I feel like once I started playing with like the nylon sock and it, like doing the Vaseline trick, like it just opened up a whole new world. And now I use the FX lens filters as well. And I just love it. I feel like it's just even more like perfecting your craft and making it be like what you want it to be. So I'm really glad you mentioned that as well. I didn't even think about that. But I did want to talk about editing because I feel like kind of your like what you've mentioned so far is definitely what I've experienced too. Like 
my editing style has always been something that I've been working on, but never felt up until recently like that I've actually achieved what I'm looking for. So I would just love to talk to you like about your editing style, how you made that pivot and like how you really developed what your style is now. Yeah, that's such a good question. Because I mean, I think every photographer struggles at some point with editing because it's like you have this image that you've taken and maybe you're really proud of the image, but then you're putting you know, a preset on it or really tweaking something to get your final product and you feel like you can't like quite get it there. And I think that in my old style, it was like overall the presets I was using, all of that worked great for the time. But when that shift happened, it was like I was putting those preset on the new way that I was shooting and it like didn't even match. Mm-hmm. I was like, this doesn't even work. And so I then started venturing out. I bought several people's presets, was just like playing around and being like, what am I drawn to? Is it really moody? Is it more film-like? Is it, you know, what emotions are being evoked in this photo and what kind of colors need to be showcased here? And then I really fell in love just like with the cinematic style of editing And I started realizing that you have the freedom to edit your photos truly however you want. Um, And that's the beauty of once you kind of find your style within reason and within kind of what you're producing, you can, you know, based on the, if the shoot's midday or if it's at sunset, like truthfully, your edits shouldn't look the same exactly because they're in completely different, they're different couples, they're different lighting, maybe a different location all those things. So yes, there's like an underlying consistency of what you would, how someone would describe your photo, you know, what kind of style it is. But I think that when I started playing around and saying like, wow, I really love this on midday shoots, or, you know, I really love when I'm shooting near the ocean, like pulling out the greens and like, you know, contrasting that with like yellows or things like that, like playing around with kind of color theory and figuring out what makes this image look more cinematic or what's making it look more vintage? And I found myself really drawn to those things. And then I was like, well, how does someone make their you know, photo look more filmy? And then I you know, went down every single tool in Lightroom and was like, how are people achieving this? And then kind of figured that out and built out my own presets kind of after you know, starting with other people's presets and really figuring out what I liked And then completely scratching that, starting from scratch for my own and like building out those things that I was most drawn to and the colors that I loved. And then also just keeping like, you know, skin tones intact and all that. But overall, like it was a lot of just playing in Lightroom and saying like, okay, I love now how my images are being shot right out of camera. Like I was playing with Kelvin more and, you know, doing a lot more blur and different ways of using the camera itself. So when those images were being pulled in, like, you know, and I'm playing around with all these different colors and all that, it was like, when I found it, I was like, this feels right. Like this right here, like it feels like this is what the image should be portraying. And that way, like it just felt so good looking at the way that I started editing once I kind of had those base of photos that I loved so much. Does that make sense? Yes. I feel like I can relate to that a hundred percent. I also feel like I tried out so many different presets just to see what I really liked and like to really understand Lightroom more. So I totally relate to that as well. And 
I think another thing I wanted to ask you about was just like posing an overall like documentation style. Cause I know we talked about gear editing. So as far as like you talked about how your original posing was a little bit more like just posed. And then now I think it's shifted to more like documentary style or how would you describe it? And how are you able to make that shift? Yeah. So I would say at this point, like, yeah, my photography style is very much like storytelling, very documentary. And I would say most of my clients tell me they're like, your photos, you know, feel like real life art. And I, that's, I feel like a really good description of where I want my photos to always fall just because I've shifted to focus more on like emotions or details, maybe on like their hands and the way those are interacting. And then, I mean, a part of that too is I started out digital. I now have added on film, like 35 millimeter film and super eight video, which is film video. So I'm definitely like the combination of all three has helped kind of shift that perspective as well, because they're definitely very specific mediums to capture something and they alter the way that you capture things. So that being said, in terms of posing, like very much in the beginning, it was like, okay, I want you to pick her up. I want you to spin her around. And then like, put her back down and then you guys run towards me. And it was like very much like telling them exactly what to do. It was focused on them just having a ton of fun, getting them to laugh or anything like that. And then now I would say, you know, it looks different between a wedding day or a couple session or anything like that. But my focus is a lot more on stepping back and letting them enjoy their moment. I'm more of like a fly on the wall approach And it goes a lot or it works really well because I help educate my clients before they kind of get in that space where it's wedding day or anything like that. So they kind of know what to expect from me. But I think that, you know, now I'm prompting more than posing, I would say, which is maybe during a couple session, it's more so like asking them to share a memory with one another or a favorite story or a favorite date they've done together. And then telling them that they don't have to look at the camera the entire time. If I ever need anything directly from them, like I will ask them. And so they have like the freedom to talk during the shoot, interact with each other. If I'm giving them a prompt, they don't feel like, you know, when it's done, they both like turn and look back at me of like, what do you want us to do now? And it's a lot of giving them space to just enjoy. A lot of times that might be, you know, working the way around the landscape we're working with and along the way, them just getting to interact and enjoy each other. And they just know that I'm going to be moving around, getting different angles. They can do literally anything that they want, but I will give them help and kind of prompts along the way to enjoy each other and walk away like feeling refreshed or maybe more connected to each other or just maybe more excited for their wedding or anything like that. So that's like couple session wise, just a lot more like prompts. When it comes to wedding day, it's a lot less like timeline focused and a lot more their top priorities focused. So, you know, I do still help create timelines and things like that to make sure they feel reassured. But I think that I have helped kind of educate my clients more. So when it comes to wedding day, you know, they aren't like, okay, it's 3.30. Like we haven't done bridesmaids photos yet. Like, is it going to be okay? And it's kind of shifted into this thing of like, maybe they're just hanging out with their bridesmaids and we don't always go out and like maybe stand in a line and do all that kind of stuff. Like it just looks different because that's 
kind of the niche that I've now gotten myself into, which isn't true for every photographer. Like sometimes you still need that timeline and all that kind of stuff. But I think that the way that I've shifted to kind of create those candid moments is you can only get candid moments when they're truly candid or they're posed. So it's a lot of, you know, making sure that they are aware of what I need from them before the wedding day. And then when the day comes, they get to enjoy it and be present with their people and kind of just allowing them to truly just kind of be there with their people. And I'm just taking care of going around, getting every single thing that they could think of without even having to ask for it. Because I like my job is to be intuitive and always looking around, looking at the way that, you know, the grandmother looks over and sees the bride for the first time as she walks out of the bridal suite. Like, even though it's not planned, it's like the most beautiful moments that kind of come out of those things, if that makes sense. Yes, definitely. How did you just like figure out your documentation technique? Like, was it something that just came naturally? Is it something that you like educated yourself on just through different resources? Did you at that point have a mentor that helped you or how did you really make that shift and figure that out? So I think a lot of it is even beforehand, like before a shoot. So There's a lot of communication that kind of goes back and forth between me and my clients. I send them a questionnaire to kind of get a good gauge of exactly what they're hoping for out of it. And they kind of are are pretty much aware of the way that I shoot based on that. And so I ask them questions from anything about their personality or any part of their story, which helps me as a storyteller be able to incorporate those things. Because, you know, on the day of, you're not going to be able to pull those things out unless you're directly asking them questions. So kind of pulling out as much information as you can before that they're willing to give allows you to feel really prepared going in. So, you know, maybe they chose a coffee shop and like, you know, in your questionnaire, you get to find out why it's important to them or what they love about that space. And maybe that's like, the place where they said, I love you for the first time. And you just wouldn't have known it had you not asked the right questions. So I think it's just a lot about really taking the time to maybe create a questionnaire that gets you the information that you need to feel like you could be more of a candid documentary style photographer than maybe just a like show up and shoot kind of photographer and have fun with it. So that's kind of like beforehand. But the biggest shift for me when it came to posing and like day of shooting was that I used to find myself where I would say a prompt or a pose. And as soon as I said it in my mind would start racing to be like, I have to think of the next one. Like I need to have the next thing ready or else it's just going to be awkward or there's going to be this space. I need to feel prepared and to give them something else. And so I kind of shifted from that into like, what if I allowed there to be space Because am I truly trying to get them to just do the prompt that I'm wanting? Or is it like maybe what they do right after the prompt that I love so much? Or the way that they like giggle and laugh at each other right after they did something super silly? Like, what am I trying to photograph from this shoot? And I'm like, okay, like it's not my prompts that I'm wanting that I'm like, oh, I got to get like, you know, get home. I can't wait to edit you know, this one prompt that I got. I'm like, no, like I'm so excited to shoot in a way that shows their specific story. And the best way that I can do that is focus more on a prompt and something that gets them to interact and just talk and maybe enjoy and do something that's like maybe a longer prompt than just like a specific pose. 
and then giving them space and educating them so that they know, you know, if I'm still not saying anything, they can do anything that they want between, you know, talking or walking around somewhere or anything like that. So a lot of my um, poses kind of changed from like, like I said, like picking her up and spinning her around to maybe like, okay, I want you to like, you see that tree way over there. I want you guys, you can just walk and talk over there. Love to maybe chat about like the three things you're most excited about for your wedding next month. And after that, when you make your way to the tree, just kind of make your way back on the way back, if you guys want to stop by, there's like the stream over there. If you want to pick up a couple rocks, maybe skip them for a couple of minutes and then just make your way back over here. And that could be like a solid 10 minutes of shooting. And that gives you space to like see how maybe they would do that, see if they're having fun with it. If they're like totally not into that, you know, you can you quickly kind of like recalculate and you're like, okay, like now let's move on to this next thing. But it's like very much, you know, you're using the environment that you have around you. You're letting them be playful. You're letting them be the, have the emotions that they're having on that day. Like I just have even learned like, you know, people have hard days too. So like, even if it's their photo shoot and it should be the most fun day ever, like they might show up and have had a hard day. So it's like letting them have the space to show those emotions. And you've kind of built that trust beforehand, even getting there. And then when they first get there, even chatting, you know, before you start the shoot and giving them a little more education again and just touching base before you even pick up your camera can definitely go like miles like ahead just because you are giving them the space to be themselves. And I feel like that's truly what everyone wants in front of the camera. Yeah. Yeah. That is probably some of the best advice that I've heard on like posing slash like prompting and just getting those more candid photos. So thank you so much for sharing that. That was very helpful to hear. And I even picked up a couple things there. So yes, but speaking of clients, how did your clients respond to your style shift? Not just like like posing and, and stuff, but like the editing because like for me personally, I've changed my editing several times throughout the years. And it's always been something that I've struggled with. Like, do I reach out to my clients? Do they, do I give an op- them an option? What was that like for you with kind of, cause it sounds like your shift happened very quickly and that's that week mm-hmm. span. So how did that, how did that go? Yeah, I made the decision that I was still pretty early on in my business. I mean, I'd been like my business was maybe a year and a half old at that point. I think I probably had half the amount of weddings that I've booked now at that point. And so I think that at that point, I was like, I am so dissatisfied with this old style. I'm so excited about this new one. So I want to make that change, but I don't feel that I need to like do a huge explanation or anything like that. I feel like I can just start posting it and kind of like ride that and see where that takes me as I kind of shift my marketing and all that kind of stuff. So I made the decision to kind of just, when I started editing that way, just slowly start posting that kind of content. So as far as like publicly, it was probably a very abrupt shift. That being said, within my clientele, the way I went about that was I wanted to honor them and the way that they viewed my work before I made that shift. So they knew that I'm the same person. They still wanted to work with me, et cetera, et cetera, because we had that connection. But when it came time for their wedding and that questionnaire that I sent out before their wedding, I left a question that basically was like, as you've probably noticed, there's been a shift in my business. 
And I would love to give you the opportunity to tell me, you know, which way you would want these things, either if it's fully going to the old style, fully the new style, or a mix of the two. Like you have the option to let me know that. I'd love to still kind of serve you in that way. And I think that just honors like the honesty of it because, you know, as a creative, you have the ability to change and shift over time. But, you know, when someone's buying and opting in and they're like, I'm investing in this and these are my wedding photos. I would, I think if I were in their shoes, I would definitely want to be getting the product, you know, that was advertised to me at the time, even though it might not be as fun to like edit that gallery as the way that I felt towards some other projects I was going on towards. I wanted to honor and like care for them while still in that and allow them the opportunity to either, you know, move forward with that new style or kind of keep that old style. And I think the, that worked out super well because all of those old clients pretty much opted for the old style. Most of them were like, I love what you're doing, but this is what we booked you for and that's what we want to do. And I really appreciate that because that made sense to me of like, they were not my ideal client anymore. And they were incredible. I loved working with them, but it very clearly was like, okay, what is different about these people that are wanting to book me now? And maybe these clients that were with me before, but wanted to still stick with that even when seeing the new style. And that honestly gave me a lot of like helpful ideas and tips on like when reaching ideal clients and stuff like that. So I definitely think that I had the benefit of being a little bit earlier on the side of like, figuring out where my style was heading in terms of how long I had been in business. But I do think that it was really helpful to still allow those clients to have their say in it. Yeah, definitely. I really appreciate your transparency with that because it's something that I haven't heard many people talk about. That's pretty similar to how I went about it as well. But it's just nice to hear from someone else who went through that, that that's how you went about it. And I really respect that decision that you made with them. But speaking of like public kind of like your marketing and what you were sharing, it's, it said you, you said that it probably looked pretty drastic. How did your marketing change? Did you go on your stories or anything and talk about it? Was it just like, I'm going to start posting and this is how I'm going to market. And also like, did your just marketing strategy change? Like, did your website change and the way that you, I'm assuming you probably had a rebrand too. I'd love to just kind of hear about like the shift in your marketing once you kind of shifted your clientele. So yes, I, this is so awesome because I think that this was like the most pivotal part of it too, is like, obviously you can change everything about your business, but if you don't market it well and all of that, it doesn't tend to go well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I think I just, the biggest shift I had to figure out was like where my new kind of clientele that I was wanting to work with, where were they hanging out? Like I had to do a lot of market research. A lot of that was maybe just watching reels or watching at the time. I don't even know if reels was out. Honestly, I'm like trying to think But I think it was like reading and watching anything I could that was like out there and being like, what about this? Like, I love this reel or caption or whatever this person's doing. And like, I feel like my ideal client would connect with this. Like, what about this is intriguing or what caption hook or whatever are they using? And so I know that by the beginning of 2022, at least that Instagram reels was out. um, And I decided to do a 30 day reel challenge. And I was super overwhelmed. I was very fearful about it because at that point, like I had shown my face on stories a little bit, but definitely was intimidated by it. 
And I was like, you know, I want to try something. I want to try something new. I want to be willing to show up for my clients and show up for the people that are willing to, you know, invest in me and follow me and care about the things that I'm sharing. So I decided to do that challenge. And that 30 days taught me so much. And it was totally like, it was not about really growing. It was like me gaining confidence in the shift that I was doing and figuring out what connected with people, what didn't. And my business ended up growing a ton during those 30 days. And even though that might not be like true to where how marketing works these days, it was like very beneficial at that time. And I, during that time, hired a new brand and website designer. I did a bunch of research and found people of like all different price points. Ended up kind of like picking one that I was like within my price range. Um, and I hadn't, she hadn't at the point done kind of work that I was specifically looking for, but she like literally nailed it so well. So we Yay. did that process over the course. I wanted to do it really slow. So we did it over the course of honestly, like a year together and we both worked together so, so well, but that year was so great because I was kind of defining and redefining my style during that year. I was producing more content that was going to go on the website. I was like hiring out a blogger, like all that kind of stuff. And it gave me that year of like defining exactly who I was and like who I wanted to, you know, work with, what my values were in my business, all that kind of stuff. And that was so, so incredible because I, I think that the branding process and creating a website is what solidified that I like loved the new style that I had gone for. Because mm-hmm. seeing it kind of all cohesive, seeing your name on something. I mean, I shifted to my name from Wilder Photo Co. And I totally like picking my colors, knowing where how to describe my clients that I wanted to work with, how to describe my brand, how to describe my work. Like all those things were just things that I hadn't taken the time to do before or didn't know how to do. And that was such a transformational process. And I ended up working with a copywriter as well. And she kind of created a brand voice guide for me as well. And just that whole process, I think just kind of wrapped it all up of like, this is who I'm marketing to. This is who I'm wanting to work with. This is how I describe you know, my brand and all of that. So there's all of that. And then as that shifted, then I created new pricing guides. I rewrote my emails with my ideal clients in mind. So everything really shifted from that, you know, overarching style change that I made. It kind of like seeped down to every part of my business. Yeah, that's so insightful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Is there anything like that you would have done differently? I know you mentioned that you're still kind of tweaking your style as you were going through your rebrand. Would you have pushed that a little bit later looking back now? Or do you like kind of like everything, the timeline of everything that you did? Or is there anything that you would do differently? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think like, obviously from both ends, like, it's definitely a lot better when you know exactly what you're looking for when you move into a rebrand and all of that, or at least like more information. I definitely think like a year process was really long and would be really long for most people. So I would say like, you know, if I could change anything, it would probably be one 
moving that timeline back a little bit, getting a little more clarity, doing a little bit more shooting before that began. But truly, I feel like the biggest thing that I just wish I had done more was just sharing more about it as I was kind of going through the journey, bringing people kind of along with me. I think I was just, as I was so like head down trying to like figure out all these changes and everything, I thought like, you know, I had to wait until I had this final product to really Mm -hmm. share what was going on behind the scenes. And that was like such a mistake because I think that people love to see the journey. And it's something I'm learning even more is like, everyone wants to buy in on it, you know, and they want to be even a part of it, maybe even helping you choose your colors or et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, yeah, I would say probably that. Yeah, definitely. I feel like I can completely understand that and even relate to that myself a little bit. Well, with that being said, what advice would you give to someone who is trying to discover their photography style or is maybe going through like a similar transition? Yeah. Kind of like we talked about earlier, I would say definitely be willing to get creative, maybe buy a new filter, maybe get a new prop and try it out or, you know, challenge yourself, maybe take yourself to a landscape near you like a park or something like that, that you naturally are like not drawn to and try and shoot that and see like what you feel like you can create out of something that maybe you wouldn't have shot before. Like several years ago, I would have said like, I would never shoot in this city. Like I, that is not, I do not desire that at all. And now I shoot in the city all the time. And it's like one of my favorite things. So you just never really know until you try that. And then I would say probably one of the last things I would say is just to Use the photos you've currently taken and pull them up. Maybe try to pinpoint what isn't working or what you're unsure about. You know, is it the editing? Is it way the way like the image was shot itself? Or like, what are you, what within the image do you feel like? Is it pre-editing or is it like during editing? If that makes sense. Like, because it's a mix kind of of the two, I think sometimes. And people kind of focus on one, not the other. And sometimes it takes the combination to really get what you're looking for. Yeah, that's really great advice. I'm literally taking notes like as you're talking. This is so helpful. Like, I just love this so much. And I so appreciate you sharing that because I think that even I can can use that. And just that's so helpful. So I really appreciate you sharing that. And yeah, I think that's basically everything I wanted to ask you. I feel like we talked through so much and you shared so much helpful information. So I just want to say thank you again for coming on today's podcast episode. And I would love for you to share like any experience exciting projects or announcements that you have coming up and then also let everyone know where they can find you and follow you. So I have a couple of things in the works that unfortunately I cannot say yet because some of them are collaborations or partnerships that are coming out very soon. So would love for you to keep an eye out for sure. But you can definitely find me on Instagram underneath my name, Hannah Rosser Photography. And my website is hannahrosser.com. So pretty easy, just my name. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I'll also make sure to include all of that information in the description. But yes, you guys should definitely check out Hannah Rosser. And yeah, thank you so much again for coming on the podcast. And for those who listen to the end, thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Photo Tea with Anissa D. If you liked today's episode, please let me know by leaving a review and make sure to follow for more episodes. You can also follow me on Instagram at Anissa D Photography. See you back here next time for a new episode. Bye.